What's happening, guys? Pete Mundo here of HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Thanks for downloading this week's radio show, which we turned into a podcast. It's a really fascinating technological advancement that we've come to here. It's just fantastic. It's great. Seriously, thanks for being a part of it. Please do rate, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. And then if you email me a screenshot of your review to Pete Mundo at HeartlandCollegeSports.com, you'll have free koozies coming your way. You can't beat it. Enjoy the show. We'll talk to you soon. Pete Mundo continuing in Heartland College Sports Weekly, and we now say hello to a guy you read all the time on the site, does a fantastic job. He's really been killing it with this Big 12 mailbag we've been doing. Uh, he releases that every Tuesday. And that is Derek Duke of our own HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Derek, always good to chat. And we have Big 12 Media Days just uh, days away. So outside of the bar, what are you looking forward to the most this week? I appreciate you having me on, Pete. Uh, I'm just kind of looking forward to kind of getting back in the swing of things of football. Uh, Not a lot of football news going on, obviously. So this is kind of a good break in between uh, fall camp and, you know, the regular season, I guess you would say. But just looking forward to getting to talk to some coaches. Um, probably the most exciting thing I'm looking forward to are talking to guys like uh, first day Dana Holgerson, uh, David Beatty, uh, Coach uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Those guys, especially on the hot seat, it's really exciting to see uh, you know the questions that are going to be asked and the answers that they give out. Well, let's let's um, let's be honest. That first day you're, you mentioned it there. It includes the two guys in the hot seat, uh, Beatty and Kingsbury. What do you think is most likely? Both these guys are back in 2019, both are gone in 2019, or one is back and one is gone? If I was a betting man, I would definitely say that both guys would be gone after after this season. Really? Okay. Interesting. I, I would have put my money on one and one. I, I don't know. Something about this whole Kingsbury and Texas Tech feel, it's just, it, it just feels to me, Derek, like these like, – Kirby Hocutt and the powers that be at Texas Tech are so desperate for Cliff Kingsbury to succeed, they'll do anything to justify keeping him around. Absolutely. I think the most important thing has been lately has been, obviously, if you've watched any kind of Texas Tech football over the last year or so, you just kind of take a peek up in the stands. I know sometimes watching it on TV is a little bit different. You're not able to see the stands as much, but... I went to a game last year, and I remember going to the spring game this year, and just the stands were kind of just empty, uh, to say the least. So, uh, you know, while having a guy like Cliff Kingsbury there, you know, he's obviously like a hometown hero, you know, the the king, I guess you would say, of Texas Tech football right now. But he hasn't really won much, and I think that's obviously, you know, so attendance has suffered. You kind of you kind of get the picture here, but. Unless he starts winning, I really have a hard time seeing Texas Tech keeping him. Right now, they're, they have to make a bowl game. I think they're in the same position that they were in last season. If they don't make a bowl game, he's gone. And so you could likely say last year that, that Texas win at the end of the season probably saved his, his job. And it saved Kirby Hocutt from having to answer a lot of tough questions after that game. And let's be honest, um, you know, going into this season, outside of the Kansas game, I don't think Texas Tech is going to be favored in any conference games. I, I really don't believe that. And they have a tough non-conference with Ole Miss and Houston. I mean, it's not Alabama and Ohio State, but those are pretty good non-conference games they got to play. 
Absolutely. Houston is no joke. I think they're probably picked around, I think, third in their conference to finish. Uh, Ole Miss is a little bit more interesting. I know they've been down after the whole Hugh Freeze scandal thing. They have a quarterback named Jordan Tamu. This guy is legit, and if Texas Tech isn't careful that first week of the season, they can get burned up in Houston uh, if they're not careful. But Texas Tech, it's just very interesting. While I do think their defense will be improved, they return a lot of guys back in that secondary, Deshaun Johnson. Uh, Jashawn Johnson, excuse me, Justice Parker. Uh, they still have Dakota Allen and Jordan Brooks at linebacker, Eli Howard up front. So they have some guys on that defense. But like I said, I've mentioned this, you know, a couple months ago back in the spring game. I keep hitting back to that quarterback position. Is it going to be Jet Duffy? Is it going to be McLean Carter? How is that thing going to shake out? Obviously, Cliff Kingsbury has a proven track record of coaching up the QBs, but I still have a lot of question marks. Even about the, we mentioned before on the website, the running back position is pretty pretty thin right now as well. So that's going to be definitely something to keep an eye on. I know all the talk is about the you know the offense in Lubbock and all that, but I really think the defense is probably going to be what keeps them in ball games this year. Uh, Derek Duke joining us, of course, you read them all the time on Heartland College Sports. Well, uh, Derek, you know what I find interesting is that I was looking at the list for Big Twelve Media Days and and which players are going to be there, and Bill Snyder's bringing both his quarterbacks, Alex Delton and Skyler. Uh, Thompson, and that to me is very un-Bill Snyder-like in the fact that he is bringing two quarterbacks um, when he's got a quarterback battle going on. That tells me that he believes both guys are mature, he trusts them both, but it feels like a very anti-Bill Snyder move in many ways. I cannot think of any other coach that would possibly think about doing that. To me, it's either you bring one quarterback or you don't bring any quarterback. Just like that's, and that's exactly... Derek, that's exactly what Tom Herman did. He is not bringing either quarterback because he doesn't want to, you know, answer those questions right now. And I think that's the smart play. If I if I was a coach, if I was a head coach, I'm either bringing one quarterback who I know is going to lead my team, or I'm not bringing any guys, especially right now in the middle of a competition. Because to be fair, I mean, to be honest with you, they're not going to get asked about anything other than the quarterback competition right now. They're going to be, you know. The media is going to probably want to pin them against each other a little bit, see what the competition's all about, and we're probably going to get some generic answers. But, you know, when push comes to shove, both guys want to be the starter, and there's only one starting spot on Saturdays. So that's going to be the biggest thing to me. But you mentioned it. It's just so surprising. I was very, very shocked to see Bill Schneider do that. I didn't think as conservative as he is as a head coach, I just I could not believe it. That was definitely the shocker to me on that list of who's going to be uh, brought to Big 12 Media Days. Derek Duke, Heartland College Sports said, Derek, when you look at the bigger picture here for the Big 12, you know, last year you had three new head coaches in this conference in Lincoln Riley, Tom Herman, and Matt Rule. This year you don't have uh, any of that. Uh, you have the continuity, the same 10 guys from last year. How important do you think that is for the conference? I think it's great for the conference. You look at a conference like the SEC, while they talk about being competitive, but if you look at it every single year, going into the season, half the coaches are on the hot seat, and most likely most of them are all going to get fired at the end of the year. So, you know, just being able to be back for another year, it not only helps the conference, it helps, I mean, the way it helps the conference is recruiting. When you're out on the road recruiting and, and prospects and guys in high school are having question marks about, okay, is this guy going to be here next year? So should I even listen to him right now? There's so many thoughts that can go into their heads. And obviously the whole, you know, let's not even get to the whole negative recruiting side where other coaches are saying, oh, well, he's not going to be there for much longer. So 
the fact that the conference can have another a year where there has been no turnover, I think is great. Now, obviously, it's not going to happen like that every year. And if I was, like I said earlier, if I was a betting man, I would have to say at least one or two of these guys probably won't make it to 2019 if I had to say. But as of right now, it is very good to have everybody returning back. And not to mention, you know, they're going to be familiar with the scene and everything like that as well. Derek, who do you think becomes, you know, the voice of this conference? It seems like it's been kind of a Gary Patterson-led thing, which I'm fine with. I mean, Gary Patterson's as sharp as it gets, um, and, and, you know, when he talks, people listen, but he's not at one of the Blue Bloods, and I just wonder, I think Tom Herman can be that guy if Texas starts winning again, but until then, he can't really take over that role. Yeah, I would I would definitely agree with you on that. I think right now it is probably Gary, Gary Patterson. It could be Bill Snyder if you wanted to just because and you respect the nationally. Yeah, well, the tough thing about Snyder, Derek, is that he's I mean he's he's ancient. I, you know, it's tough to be the voice when you're pushing eighty <laughs> years old. Yeah, that is that is very true. Right now, I would have to say Gary, uh, Coach Patterson at TCU. Obviously, I think he's absolutely proven it off the on the, and off the field. Uh, he's a great coach, no doubt about it. He's built that TCU program up into being probably one, you know, one of the top three teams in the conference since 2012. Uh, but as of right now, I would have to say Gary, but I think you, you hit it right where you wanted to there. You spoke about Tom Herman. I think Tom Herman could be that guy. You know, obviously, I think he's a little bit more loose, relaxed, but he's also kind of shoots from the hip a bit, which obviously we all in the media love that, but. Right now, they're just not winning. Until they can prove it on the football field, you can't really say much. And I do think Lincoln Riley could be that guy down the road, just like Bob Stoops was, but he's got to be there. To me, he's got to be there for a couple more years. He's going to keep doing what he's doing, winning football games. And to me, when you win football games, that's going to be the most important thing when it comes to respect. Derek Duke, our guest here, Heartland College Sports Weekly. So, uh, Derek, you know, you look at how this thing is shaping up this week at Big 12 Media Days, and who is the one coach that you are most intrigued to hear from? I would probably have to say, as crazy as this sounds, I would have to say David Beatty. Just because there has been, I cannot think of one thing that has been positive about that program. <laughs> Well, they got their I, they I got their they got their scholarship numbers up. That's about it. I mean, that is true. I just not have not seen that improvement that I I I think we all expected them to win at least maybe three, possibly two, three, four games somewhere in that range last year, and to just absolutely not show up. And the thing is, to me, they weren't even competitive in really any oh, of the yeah. Big Twelve games. To me, that that speaks a lot that speaks a lot to me personally but what I want to see obviously I think David Beatty is a really really positive coach that's why he's probably still there right now just because of the positivity he brings but at some point we need to see the results on the field right now we just have not seen some very going to be very very interesting to see what he has to say about this team moving forward and honestly is he going to look like a guy that who may be afraid to lose his job I don't think he will be but I'm very. I'm going to be very curious to see what comes out of his mouth come Big 12 media days. Derek, I'm also uh, intrigued by Dana Holgerson. I want to hear Dana Holgerson get up there and say, we're looking to win a Big 12 title this year, and if we don't, I'm going to be upset and pissed. You know, Dana Holgerson kind of has that all shucks thing about him, which is all well and good. 
but I want him to have that that killer streak that it doesn't seem like he necessarily has in his blood that says this is the year the Mountaineers are going to be out there, and, and if we don't win the Big 12 title, it's a letdown. I want to hear that. Well, I want to see from Dana Holgerson. He's probably not going to say that, but he will be confident, so to speak. The thing right now is about West Virginia's. That offense is going to be one of the best in the Big 12, maybe even in the entire country. Uh, you got a Heisman Trophy contender, a quarterback, and Will Greer. You have all those receivers. So the offense, they should have nothing to worry about. Pet defense right now, there's still a lot of question marks. But like we've always kind of talked about the West Virginia program, it's not going to be a team that wins, a, is, competes for a Big 12 title every single season. But, you know, every three to four years when all the stars align, they could possibly compete for that title. And I think this is the year where those stars have to align for Dana Holgerson. He's been there for, you know, quite a few years now. And it's time that we start seeing some of those results that Mountaineers fans wanted, wanted, have wanted to see for a while now. Derek Duke is our guest here. And, uh, you know, Derek, something else interesting. Kyler Murray will not be at Big 12 Media Days. Maybe the Sooners and Lincoln Rally trying to avoid the circus there with all the baseball questions. But it is interesting. We're not going to have the quarterback for the Sooners in Frisco, Texas. And that feels a little bit unusual. For sure, it does. I, you know, I kind of think back to the quarterback situation I can remember back in the springtime. Uh, as everybody, of course, in the media, we all had Kyler Murray penciled in as the starter. But don't forget about Austin Kendall, who was the backup at the time. I think Lincoln Riley was trying to make it a legit, you know, competition, even though I don't really think it is. So who knows? Maybe it's a little uh, decoy. I'm not really sure. Maybe it's to kind of keep Austin Kendall, you know, maybe not from transferring, so to speak. But I think a lot of it has to do with that baseball thing, you know, back in June or uh, back earlier in June. With all that money, that huge contract he signed, um, I think there would just be a ton, a ton of baseball questions. And I don't really think Lincoln Riley wants to deal with that right now. He's Derek Duke. You read him all the time, and we will be down there together, part of the Heartland College Sports Crew, covering Big 12 Media Days. Derek, thanks so much, and we'll we'll see you in Frisco soon enough. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on, Pete. Great insight, as always, into Derek Duke. Thanks for listening, guys. we got more coming up this week on Big 12 Media Days. Download it, subscribe to it, review it, Heartland College Sports. Appreciate you being a part of the show, and we will talk to you very soon.